You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. It's like it's like the girl in high school just strings you along just in case there's nobody left at the dance. <laughs> hey, you know are I mean? you speaking from experience? I don't want to talk about it. Now. Grab some poutine and a double double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out. Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable. Ready, set, hook. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Travis Cura, joined by Brazilian Ty. And Ty, I learned something about you last week. <laughs> I had no inkling. Like just, just, just a second. Just a second. Just when you thought that you knew everything. I don't. Like, y- it, Yeah. You are a Hallmark movie guy. I, I was afraid you were going to say fan, and I was going to say don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. T- tell me about uh, these Hallmark movies. I've, I've watched one, and this is my first year because yeah. I actually ordered the channel so my wife could PVR like 50 of these it, things. You're, you're telling me you don't already have the W Network? Not until like December 10th. <laughs> huh. I won't say anything about my cable package. But <laughs> What else comes into that little group with the W Network? I, I, don't, I could not tell you. Probably TLC I am not, and stuff like that? Well, I mean, if TLC's on there, you get trading spaces, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> and 90 that's, Day that's, Fiance. <laughs> oh, uh, Georgette, if you're listening, just stop watching it already. <laughs> Anyways, oh, 19 kids and counting. It's like, hey, guys, congrats on the sex. We get it. Um, <laughs> they have more proof than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> okay, um, tell me about these Hallmark movies. <laughs> They are the ACDC of Christmas movies. Wow! They're all the same. Like, I get I get that. They're, dude, they're all the same. I, <laughs> and I love ACDC. Don't get me wrong. So you love Hallmark movies. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying, like, hey, it's three chords, three power chords, and Angus Young head bobbing, and Brian Johnson just singing from his gut. So what you're saying is it's like the Hallmark movies are old faithful. You can throw on the W Network. You know what you're going to get. You're 100%. You're going to have your popcorn, your butter, your salt. Well, last Christmas when I was home, Dad was at work. I went over just to hang out at Mom and Dad's, and, we, and Mom had it on for some reason. And a new movie started, and we watched the whole thing. And with like 40 minutes left, I'm like, what the hell are we watching? And then she was going to change the channel. I'm like, well, don't change it now. I'm emotionally invested. You're in. But so li- this is what I've learned. That if you're already in a relationship, adopt a dog. Because then she'll say yes when you propose. <laughs> like okay. That, duh, right? What else? And if you go back to your hometown for Christmas, for the holidays, you will run into your old high school ex-girlfriend. She <laughs> will be divorced with a child. And you will fall in love. <laughs> so... Are you going home for the holidays, Ty? I am. No, we can, let's be honest. Every ex-girlfriend I have hates my guts. <laughs> You're safe there, buddy. Okay, do, do you cry at these things? No, because oh. it's just too, it's too predictable. You know what? 
some days I'm hard as nails, but the next one I know that it's coming. Now, if you put on eight seconds, I'm going to cry. <laughs> no matter what. Well, I, it's the same part every time I get the sniffles. It's like I'm allergic to the movie, but I do it anyway. <laughs> but they're, they're, every movie's the same. And, you know, it, it's on. It's on in the background while I'm, like, doing stats. Guess how many stats? Guess how much stats I did this last two weeks? None. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just on in the background. And you watch it's like you could literally watch five minutes of each movie in a day and get it in. And it could be its own movie. And it makes perfect sense. So I watched the Hallmark movie. And uh, Kristen Chenoweth is in it, and she's, like, a choir director. And is it uh, – no, actually, you know what? I'm not going to name them. I'm, I'm not going to name them. Oh, if you know the name, I want to hear it right now. I, I do know the name, but I'm not going to say, say it. Say it. No. Say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, this boy shows up. He's going to volunteer. And his dad doesn't want him to it's be It's a Christmas in the choir. love story, okay? <laughs> in the Huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. I actually feel like I owe everyone an apology, but I feel like there's been worse opens. Uh, yeah. Yeah? 100% there has been. <laughs> Okay, the CFL schedule is here, third year in a row. We get it before Christmas. What are your thoughts? Because from what I read online, everyone thinks that the CFL's out to get their team. <laughs> I love that there's only one triple header Saturday. <clears throat> that I think that's unbelievable because it's nine hours of football. Yeah, that's great. But when I got to work Saturday, so I missed the first two games, it sucks. I I got a PVR. Welcome to the 20th century, man. Oh, so do I, but it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, I have one now. I have one right now, and I have one at home, but if I'm in a hotel, I'm screwed. Um, also, the Riders playing 12 weeks in a row in a nine-team league is a joke. <laughs> like, they didn't even do that when there was one bye week. <laughs> you know how much I love to hate the Riders and hate to love them, but that's a joke. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't really make much sense. I think, is Ottawa the other team that's going on the long stretch, too? Ottawa gets screwed every year. It doesn't matter. Like, three games in 17 days, they would always get and stuff like that. It's no surprise. Yeah, they're another team going on a long stretch. I'm pretty sure Calgary's on the road for all of July. Good. <laughs> the, the, they should have to play all 18 on the road the bombers do not raise the banner until week three <laughs> well don't the bombers have to play day games every like they can't play night games at home right well they play at six thirty mountain so that's probably seven thirty well, so, their time is that night well, well what are they going to do line up cars along the sidelines so they get lights <laughs> Now they don't have stadium lights or an airport. Well, how do they? Well, they don't have electricity. How do they light the stadium? <laughs> uh, the Eskimos and the Riders play three times, so I'm excited to already have my mm -hmm. tickets for those games. Um, and to your point, the triple header uh, in September, two of them are Labor Day rematches. 
So -hmm. those games, I have zero problem with the triple headers. It's when they're the final week of the season and the games don't matter. When, or the the the, the the sandwich game in the middle sucks. Yeah, but when both of the games are Banjo Bowl, Battle of Alberta, back to back, that's that's like, pretty easy to digest. A, one of the games could be a complete blowout, but the hate is still there, where stuff could still go haywire. Right. So it's appointment viewing. And the Argos are going to be losing a home game. I, I'm sure they'd rather. Not it be a game against the Riders, um, yeah. but it's going to be a neutral site game. Rumors that it's could be a Mexico game. I I I, I still think it's going to be a Moncton game. I think so. Yeah, and speaking of Moncton and that region, that Atlantic Canada, there was good news for the Atlantic Schooners, and I got to be honest. The past three months or so, mm-hmm. I was thinking this thing is not going to happen. Uh, but Halifax, let's be honest, as Ryder fans, we're natural pessimists. <laughs> Halifax Council voted in favor of uh, giving the Schooner Sports and Entertainment Group twenty million dollars towards the construction of the stadium. They do need mm-hmm. to secure funding with the province. It seems like that's going to be easier to secure than with. Uh, council and they do need to still find a location that is a pretty big hurdle but i guess they're going to go back to council with some proposals regarding uh locations i think in june so this thing is still going to drag out uh a lot longer before it ever gets Mm -hmm. off the ground I, i think that they wanted 2020 or you know in 2021 to get on the field i i hope they don't that's do not gonna happen the pop-up stadium thing in moncton uh, there's rumors of that um just wait for the halifax thing to get done i am concerned about the stadium it does seem pretty bare-boned but at the end of the day bemo field is kind of basic as well and I, I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a, a mean way. In and, a pumpkin spice latte kind of way. <laughs> uh, there for the Grey Cup in 2016. And uh, you could talk about the whole festival for that year with the ticket prices and everything like that. But the game experience mm-hmm. was great. Uh, the Stamps and the Red Blacks going to overtime. And that stadium is a great place to watch a game. So if it's going to be in the model of BMO Field, I'm okay with it. Um, I, I don't... I don't think we need a McMahon Stadium East, though, is I guess that's what I'm oh, saying. No. Dear God, no. Um, you know, they get the $20 million, That's great. First step to, to secure the funding. Like you said, they still need to find a location. Uh, you know, and that – I don't know how big of a battle that will be with them already, you know, with, with council voting in favor of giving them the money. I think they want to see it done, too. So, I mean, they'll probably be able to work together on that. It won't be just, you know, open shot case on location. Uh, and like you said, with the with BMO and stuff, it kind of being bare bones and kind of a basic stadium, that's going to keep your operating costs down, which is going to make it more of a viable business venture uh, in the short term to get everything running and get it off the ground and get this franchise uh, into the CFL. It's been really tough keeping up with the coaching carousel drink. 
Um, <laughs> a few days after our last episode, it was announced that Paul Lapalise is the guy in Ottawa. They've retained Bob Dice, signed Mike Benavides as their defensive coordinator, and Bob Wiley is back is in the CFL. <laughs> My gut moves when I do that, too. So, <laughs> Wait, people have guts that don't move when they say that? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been, so that was Hard Knocks. Not this past one, but the year before. Right. Funniest thing I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> he hates stretching, too. Well, hey, in grade 11 or grade 12? Grade 12, I had Marsnew for a coach or for, for, for Zed. He was the football coach, too. Said stretching does nothing. It's just a team builder. Oh. So I was like, I am in. <laughs> that I'm means on I don't got to. I, I can just do whatever I want for the first five minutes of class. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you when those five minutes are up. I'll be sleeping in the change room. I like that. I really yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> it reminds me in Fazed. You had to do a lap around the gym and uh, touch all four corners or touch our, all four walls. So well, I would no, go so you to just one, run diagonal. So I go to one corner. Slap yeah. the walls, go diagonally, slap the walls, done. <laughs> yeah. Suck on that, Lombard. I also cheated in the 800 meter in elementary school running uh, oh, across weird. the field. Who wants to do the 800 meter? Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Um, uh, did your school give out sixth place ribbons too? Because that was awful. I'm pretty sure there was fifth at least. It was, was that yeah. a, no, it was fourth a white ribbon? Yeah, and then fifth was like uh, green, and then sixth was purple. So, did you have a couple sixths? I don't want to talk about it. In what event? Oh, the one hundred meter for sure. Like, oh, I was I was four feet tall. I had no legs. Now here's the thing: you look at Ty and myself, and you decide who was the sprinter in the group, and it was me. Mm-hmm. And my build was no different. <laughs> No, like it, in it, it, the ratio is the same. Yes, the ratio is exactly the same. I was on the city one hundred meter relay team for that, our school. That blew my mind. That blew my freaking mind. I was a shot putter and a sprinter. Man, I could be in the CFL if it didn't hurt my back. I'm telling I, you that right now. I was in line at the movie theater on track day. So, <laughs> yeah, and I actually had success so i had to go to work for it but mm-hmm. uh, the red blacks have a nice coaching staff here yeah. i mean they did last year let's be honest um but they've put themselves together a pretty good coaching staff um is the jury still out on paul lapelis being a head coach i think I, so i i think so just because of the lack of success he had when he got his first shot uh, I think the thing that's going to help him now uh, is that he is going to be doing, you know, head coaching and basically calling the offensive plays. And I think that'll what, help it, Ottawa because that, that'll definitely help them. And, and you know, it'll help him. He's going to be more in control of the game. Right. Right. It, exactly. Right. And he showed what he could get out of two quarterbacks that mm-hmm. team players, fans, media weren't sure of, and. 
he put them. I don't know if he could get that out of Jennings and Davis or whoever they have uh, going there, but I think it shows that they're serious going into the offseason mm-hmm. and that Desjardins, he's probably going to be spending money at least at the quarterback position going into February. So I think things if, are if looking. If he doesn't, okay. if he doesn't, Oseg has to ax him. Uh, that would be. <laughs> yeah, the, he, right? well, he would probably get next year and. Uh, I, well, I think if they go, if they go, well, yeah, I guess with you know the quarterbacks that are out there aren't your Mike Rileys and your Bo Levi Mitchells. Yeah, but if they go through another year where he doesn't make improvements, it's going to be a long winter in twenty twenty. The Riders announced that they've extended defensive coordinator Jason Shivers, who Mm -hmm. uh, had a great first year, I thought, as D.C. Of course, he worked under Chris Jones, and the year got off to a rough start. But by the end of the year, the Rider defense was uh, one of the best in the CFL. But they've also hired... banged up. Yeah, they were hurt, too. And And, and still able to play to that level. And they've hired Jason Moss as the team's offensive coordinator after he got dismissed in Edmonton. It was so cute to see Ryder fans... (laughs) <laughs> who had been crapping on Jason Moss for the last mm-hmm. three years, make a complete 180. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh, my God, he's a rider. We love him. <laughs> Get off your high horse. I think uh, most rider fans were just happy because Stephen McAdoo was not the guy in it, Regina we could went this. We could have went this year without an OC, and it still would have been better than having McAdoo back there. <laughs> will uh, William Powell get carries? That is the question. Uh, he should. I mean, well, maybe not because we saw in with C.J. Gable in Edmonton that he didn't get consistent carries either. And I think this does a big job for... I know Cody Fajardo's been in the league for a while mm-hmm. now, but we can basically call next year his sophomore season. He's really yep. going to be able to make a jump to the next level with Moss as his OC. And yeah, a great guy to have, uh, you know, run an offense for you and to teach you. You know, he he watched Ricky Ray play basically every game that he ever started. Right. And, and you know, at being part of that quarterback group, you you learned so much. Uh, and you know, and now he's able to pass that on. And, and a guy like Fajardo, who just looks like he seems like the kind of guy who's willing to do anything, and, and is willing to learn, and, and knows that he needs his coaches to get better, for himself to get better. And, and you know, Jason Moss being the addition there as the OC is is huge for him. There's a lot of names brought up uh, in the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, mm-hmm. Staff, but it looks like Mark Killam is going to be sticking in Calgary. He's been there for a while, great special teams coordinator. But the Stamps, they end up losing Ryan Dinwiddie to the Toronto Argonauts. We'll get we'll get to that right away. But they also make a promotion. Uh, Pat Delmonico has been promoted to offensive coordinator in Calgary now, and. I kind of wonder if this is the same sort of situation uh, that happened with Costanza, their receivers coach, that kind of wanted to move up a little bit Mm -hmm. and said, well, okay, I'm going to step back. There's no moving up in Calgary. Maybe Delmonico kind of did sort of the same thing. I I still think that it's probably Dave Dickinson's offense. 
Oh, I would, I would think so. Uh, that being said, to be able to to be able to have the coaching depth as well, at, like as well as their roster depth, where guys you can promote from within as often as Calgary has been able to do, that's a huge plus for them, especially in, in a coach's cap era. Right, and the, the the longer that they can keep the those guys in that system in Calgary, mm-hmm. uh, the better it is for them, and that's why they've been so good for so long. Uh, talking about the Riders, there is speculation that the team could be bringing in uh, Jarius Jackson or Ricky Ray as the team's passing game coordinator or quarterback coach. Um, apparently... Scott Milanovic, the new man in Edmonton that we're going to have to get to next, tried to bring Ricky Ray, and Ray basically told him, I I don't think I'm going to be coaching in 2020. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the speculation, who knows? But if he wants to go to Saskatchewan, he would be working with Jason Moss directly uh, with that offense. And, I mean, the Riders have that up their sleeve, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. There would be a still a pretty good coaching staff in Saskatchewan. They, they're doing okay since Chris Jones left. Well, I mean, it couldn't have got any worse. Like when you have Duran Carter as your number three corner, uh, <laughs> maybe you need to take a look at your coaching staff and realize that they're idiots. <laughs> Scott Milanovic, as previously mentioned, is the guy in Edmonton, and they're on the hunt for a defensive coordinator as mm-hmm. Philip Lawley has resigned due to personal reasons. Milanovic was kind of a name that came on late. Mm-hmm. Well, he was still under contract in Jacksonville. Right. So, well, still is. It looks like he's going to finish his duties there. Um, there's talk that there's going to be sweeping changes with that team. It seems like there is every single year because uh, they're terrible. But he got to work with Gardner <laughs> Minshew, so that's pretty sweet. Um, they beat the Steelers in a playoff game, so let's not say they're they were te- they were they were terrible all but like three years. <laughs> uh, so Milanovic is back in the CFL. Um, that picture with him and Brock and Preston is hilarious. Oh my uh, god, it's what, so bad. <laughs> what position do you think Brock played? He maybe could have been a corner or a kicker. Uh, and I don't mean cool. to put them in the same category. <laughs> Uh, like number 47 on a roster, maybe? <laughs> uh, Milanovic was the head coach in Toronto when they won the 100th Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. And With? The, that coaching staff? It was ridiculous. Orlando Steinauer, Mike yep. O'Shea. Yep. Chris Jones was the Chris defensive Jones was, coordinator. was the D.C., yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not too pretty bad. Like, yeah. I, w- I would never I would never hire Chris Jones again as a head coach, but he can run a defense. I think that uh, mind you, how's that defense looking in Cleveland? <laughs> I think this one uh, it makes Eskimo fans happy. I think it's a pretty good hire, and most mm-hmm. importantly, like Cody Fajardo, it makes Trevor Harris happy because he worked yes. with Milanovic once upon a time. He's got the Tressman offense basically. They're basically mm-hmm. clones. Yes. I, I don't know if it, it's their offense or the fact that, you know, they had Ricky Ray. Well, it was definitely good for a Ricky Ray. And, I mean, mm-hmm. 
You well, put, I mean, and Cavill was able to stretch the field, though, too, when he had Tressman. So, I mean. You can put Trevor Harris in that same sort of style as uh, Ray a little bit. He's not really going to run mm-hmm. unless he has to. He's going to get rid of the ball quickly. So, I, mm-hmm. I think he'll fit pretty well with uh, Milanovic's oh, yeah. system. And, you know, we were talking, and I was talking to Andrew from Empire Podcast as well. Like, they're behind the eight ball now. With all the head coaches, yeah, they, they, they were the last team without one. And we're like, would they have been better off just keeping Moss and what's out there, not even thinking about Scott Milanovic because he was in the NFL and still under contract? So this, I think, was the best-case scenario considering and, where they were. And, you know, oh, for for sure. And, and it's not a terrible hire, even if he was, you know, he, he could he's proven in this league that he can coach. So, I mean, it's not... I don't think it's a panic move that they just went out. Like, I think there is, you know, a little bit of reasoning as to why they went after Scott Milanovic. Other than the fact that, you know, they were the last team without a head coach. I, I, I don't think it's just a, well, he's the only one left. So if that was the case, they could have gone with a hundred other options. Actually, the one that recommended Scott Milanovic, I guess, was Jamie Elizondo, who was uh, denied... Mm-hmm. Uh, permission to talk to the Eskimos because of uh, the XFL and when yeah, that so league two years just two years in a row yeah so when that league folds then uh, he'll have a job yeah. waiting for him in Canada probably I, uh, I would think so <laughs> let's there go is to, interest apparently let's go to Toronto where I'm not really surprised that they fired Corey Chamberlain and hired Ryan Dinwiddie. I am a bit surprised at the timing and the way they did it. They yeah, fired was... Chamberlain and in the same tweet said that Ryan Dinwiddie is the new head coach. It, it... Like, what are you doing? That's like firing Ralph Kruger over Skype. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was cold. That was like, really cold. So he gets the kiss of death three weeks before this. Yeah. From management saying that they're not going to make any change to the head coaching position. We all read right through it or see right through it. But, you know, if you're going to fire him, don't have that in the same tweet that, and Dinwiddie's coming in to replace. No. Like, you know, fire him, let it sit. Like, you knew they knew they were going to fire him before, you know, they didn't. It wasn't a spur of the moment thing. Like, fire him when the season's over. Well, it's like, oh, we'll keep Corey around if nobody else wants the job or something yeah. like that. And it's like it's like the girl in high school that just strings you along just in case there's nobody left at the dance. <laughs> hey, you know are you I mean? speaking from experience? I don't want to talk about it. Another, <laughs> another great thing that happened There's a lot of things you do not want to talk about. <laughs> Why? My, my give a crap meter is running so low right now. Work, my last day of work is Friday. Yeah. Before Christmas and like at work, I'm like, eh, good enough. <laughs> you know what my crowning moment at a junior high dance was? Was, uh, was uh, it when you stood in front of the speaker and changed the words to ACDC's TNT to TLC? <laughs> Actually, I had a lot of crowning moments in high school dances or dances in general. Those were my uh, glory days. Uh, they played I'm Too Sexy and I won the dancing contest. That was pretty cool. But. Yeah, okay, we'll call it cool. <laughs> hey, when you go on stage and 
the the ladies at the yeah, school okay, are screaming fair. for you. It's a pretty cool feeling, man. Just because you but, didn't show was up it, doesn't was, mean. Was it just the ladies? Was it just the ladies? No, it wasn't. And I'll no. if a bear's hungry, he'll eat. So, <laughs> oh um, wow! <laughs> yeah, we're getting we are getting canceled. <laughs> so in the seventh grade, you know, I was. Uh, the chubby this kid. is before E.S. Laird got the new gym. We didn't even have a stage in seventh grade. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I had acne. I we was didn't have a three-point line either. Chubby kid, and nobody was dancing Full with beard. me. So <laughs> the, the kid's a grade older than me, and I know the girl's name, paid her to ask me to dance. Well, my Are, buddies. What, what was her name? I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, I bet you I could guess it. I bet you you can't. Does it start with a T? No. Okay. No. V? A V? Yeah. No. If oh. that's no, it's not. Hmm. Um and I got wind of this from my buddies and she came and asked me to dance. Mm-hmm. And I was I there. Denied her. But I can't remember. And it was like the greatest moment of my life cuz like I said, a bear's hungry, he'll eat. Mm-hmm. But that one, I turned down so fast. That was such a power move. This is this is going to be this is going to be an after the show discussion. This this is. Uh, but just so you know, I'm going to put it on speaker and record it anyway, and I'm th- going to send this it to is people. therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ryan Dinwiddie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> This means that every quarterback that dressed for the Bombers in the 2007 Grey Cup are head coaches. Dinwiddie in the CFL, Cliff Kingsbury, and Zach Taylor are NFL head coaches. Okay, 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 okay. Let's just say Dinwiddie's probably the best of them right now because between the other two, they have five wins. (laughs) I mean, in Cincinnati... Uh, the bungles. Does that count? <laughs> That's not even the NFL. And Arizona's barely hanging on. So Dinwiddie is the guy in Toronto, and I, I'm cautious about this one. We'll see how it goes. Um, last year there was uh, polarizing opposites when it came to first-year coaches in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Either they fell on their face or they did really, really well and set all kinds of franchise records. So yep. we'll see what they either does fell on their here. face or won the division. Yeah, exactly. Um, it looks like the Argos are committed to making changes. I think pinball's the figurehead. It looks like John Murphy's making all the moves, but they are making a lot of signings and props to fans in Toronto. Like, I see more Argo fans on Twitter talking about renewing Mm -hmm. tickets, encouraging friends to renew theirs or buy their season tickets more than any other fan base in the CFL, and they've got a nice community there, and I really hope that they're building something special here, and with Pinball at the forefront of it, I think there's starting to be some changes there, at least uh, as, yeah, you know, we say we're pessimistic, but I'm optimistic about this. Well, if they can put a winning product on the field, it'll change a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, not this whole win a great cup, lose for six years, win yeah. a great cup, lose for six years. Uh, you know, the riders have tried that. <laughs> six but years, we're over... win a great yeah. cup, lose for 25 years. 
Yeah, oh, I'm, uh, we got to repost that video <laughs> of the music video. <laughs> but we're, I think we're overlooking the most important addition that they made to the Argonauts in the, so far this year. And that was firing Jacques Chapelain. <laughs> addition by subtraction. But you know what they're going to end up doing? They're probably going to hire Stephen McAdoo, and it's going to be the same damn thing anyway. (laughs) Could you imagine? That's really interesting. I I do wonder if... uh, I think McAdoo was on that uh, 2012 team with Milanovic, too, as the offensive line coach, by the way. Um, Well, that barely counts. If Dinwiddie is going to be the OC or if they're going to bring somebody else in. That's that's a lot for a rookie head coach. Yeah, that is. That really is. And maybe he is going to be the guy in Stephen McAdoo. But who knows? He might go to (laughs) BC too. Oh, man. (laughs) How does McAdoo or Shaplin keep a job? I don't understand it. Speaking it's like, of... Uh, it's like, here's the best running back in the league. Don't use him, though. <laughs> or second best running back in the league. Speaking of coordinators, Toronto and Edmonton now need defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel Thorpe, I think, to Edmonton is probably the obvious one with the Ottawa mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Devon Claybrooks is out there. Mm-hmm. You and I are both extremely... I'm not going to say we're lazy. I'm going to say we're efficient. And if I could sit at home for two years and get paid for the rest of my contract, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Bing bong. (laughs) So if if Claybrook sits out this year, then good for him because I would do that too. (laughs) I I don't think he will. He loves football too much. He loves football too much, yeah. Uh, And... I think as a DC, he'd be a great fit no matter where in the league. He can figure out his personnel and figure out what they're good yeah. at and create a system for them to succeed in. Same with Noel Thorpe. This Montreal uh, Alouettes situation, there's so much optimism, and I'm so terrified that it's just going to blow up at the seams. Uh, and, and Jim Pop will end up back there? That's what's going to happen, and the Wetton Halls. If it happens, I'm out. <laughs> Like I am, I am renouncing my my Taylor Loeffler fan club presidency. Whoa. I, I'm out. I'm out. That's not his fault. No, but I'm not like. It's like being an Oilers fan. Like, yeah, Hemsky was great, but the team freaking sucked. <laughs> okay, Winnipeg's director of I think it's U.S. College Scouting, Ryan McMaiden, uh, Sean Burke from Hamilton's football ops department. Both of these guys, I think, on a normal day, would love the opportunity to be a general manager. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys did not want the job in Montreal, and in Rick Maiden's case, said because of all the red flags to do mm-hmm. with this deal, the fact that the mm-hmm. Alouettes are still searching for an owner, so the Owls have announced that they've suspended the search for a general manager while they get the ownership thing figured out. And then there was a story saying... So that the draft should go well. Oh. And saying that the Wettenhalls could now be a part of this new ownership group mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I get it. Uh, it's easier to sell off a piece 
than it is to sell the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it makes it easier, like, you know, just sell your controlling interest kind of idea. Uh, but I, you can't right now, if you're the Alouettes, you can't be looking at general managers because the new owner is going to come in and I'd rather him hire the general manager so that it's not just a sit, he's not just a sitting duck there waiting to be fired in two years when it's not who they wanted. So, yeah. So that I makes complete, that makes complete sense to me as far as the wet being, uh, involved still in it i get it i understand it i hope it doesn't happen and the general manager and I, coming and in, jim pop jim pop shouldn't even be in consideration and the general manager coming in wants to hire their guy the coach is mm-hmm. already in place in kahari jones and yeah i don't know why a general manager wouldn't want him as no. well and, and we and we guy. talked about it too you know when they are search when they do start their search for general manager again part of the deal is going to be kahari's here and that's that Right, like you can't, you can't start overhauling coaching staffs again. Like he's proven that he can build this team into a winner and and get to the playoffs. Like, give him a shot. Speaking of the Owls, uh, they have revealed the ten finalists for their third jersey design, uh, designed by CFL fans. So that's pretty cool to see. They'll reveal that in February, and hopefully, they have everything figured out by the time free agency gets underway in February. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by the Telus World of Science Edmonton, home of the Canadian debut of Marvel Universe of Superheroes. The exhibition's running until February seventeenth. It features more than 300 artifacts, costumes, props, and interactive elements to bring the Marvel Universe to life. You can learn the story of Marvel and its influence on visual culture. Just watch pretty much every action movie now, and they're all the same comedy bits. Everything you see from Marvel, from the effects to the style of it, it is really taking over Hollywood. I know Martin Scorsese's not happy about it, but... Oh, yeah, and then he goes and uses that reverse aging crap. <laughs> I still haven't washed it. I don't got three and a half hours. Yet. I watch wow. every CFL game and do this podcast, but wonder where well, that's I'm going to find that's how much this. That's how much this takes up. That's how much time this takes up. No time for movies. Uh, no, <laughs> unless they're on the Hallmark Channel. Although it is Star Wars Day, so I will be at mm-hmm. the theater for that tonight. Give me all of that popcorn and butter, baby. Buy your, no spoilers. Oh, and M&M peanuts. I will not spoil people, but here, if you don't want to get spoiled, stay off of the websites. Come on. Or I, have, I still haven't seen a trailer. That's awesome. That's pretty impressive, actually. Oh, I just changed the channel. Buy your tickets today. Tell us world of science, edmonton.ca. And if you're coming from outside of Edmonton, there's actually a hotel deal on the website as well. It's the only place in Canada that you can see this exhibition at the moment. Tell us world of science, edmonton.ca. All right, let's, let's go to some player news right now where there's, there's a number of CFL players that are, uh, doing NFL workouts right now. For the most part, mm-hmm. they are free agents, though. The CFLPA is filing a grievance against the CFL regarding the NFL window because the NFL is blocking all CFL players from trying out 
the ones that are under contract for next year. And the CFL doesn't want those players to be able to sign practice roster agreements with the NFL. To me, from where I'm sitting, it seems like the league kind of knew this was going to happen when they were figuring mm-hmm. out the you know the the CBA stuff and they kind of pulled a fast one on the players a little bit they wanted players to sign longer deals and this then is guarantee the they, contracts because the players thought hey if i sign a 3 year deal i'm still going to be allowed to take my shot in the NFL and yeah. This is the workout month, and they haven't been able to get that shot. Just ask Trey Roberson. Free, hashtag free Trey. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to turn into a pissing match. Yeah, and with a free agency uh, coming in February, I think we know that tampering has always happened, but mm-hmm. now it's legal. Joey Alfieri out of Montreal says. Potential free agents will be allowed to take their team's offer and shop it around the league starting eight days before free agency. That is coming up February 11th. That's really cool. I'm down with that. I love that. Uh, They do the same kind of thing in the NHL, uh, but you're not allowed to talk about money. But then the deal is signed at 12.01. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, No, and I mean, it lets guys, you know, they might not... I guess it's kind of like, you know, you can see what other teams think think you're actually worth, you know, compared to your own team and not just, well, I'm going to I'm just going to resign because I don't know what I'm going to get on the open market. Right? So it gives them a little bit of of leverage to well, maybe not leverage, but it, you know, they can at least make a plan a little better than just having to sign because, you know, there's there's only so much money to go around. The Stampeders have extended a number of players, including Jamar Wall, Cordero Law, Michael Klukas, Ante Leader, Flaren Oramolade, <laughs> and Ucombre Williams. Just sigh. The, the Riders yeah. extended Mitch Picton, Eli Buka, Keenan LaFrance, uh, the Red Blacks extended Nolan McMillan, the Owls, Shaq, Mary Lawrence, and Zach Wil- Wilkinson. And as for the Bombers, they've extended Drew Wolitarski, Jamarcus Hardrick, Mercy Maston. They released Jonathan Kongbo so he could pursue NFL opportunities. They have extended Pat Newfeld. That might be the guy I am one of the most happiest for mm-hmm. uh, winning the Grey Cup here. Saskatchewan boy gets traded the year that they host the Grey Cup. Said he couldn't even watch. Being a local boy hosting the game, and then your team wins as you get traded. And yeah, he was crapped on by a lot of Ryder fans during at that point in his career. But he has really come become a great offensive lineman, and uh, mm-hmm. good for him for getting another deal and staying with the Bombers. Just totally glanced over it. The Canadian Mafia is sticking together. And I think that was all but confirmed when the Argos hired Ryan Didwitty. They weren't going to get Mike O'Shea. Kyle Walters, Mike O'Shea, Wade Miller are sticking together. That regime is sticking around in Winnipeg. Oh, I guess your shirt's still relevant. Yeah, that's really makes me happy. (laughs) And this team is still going to be good, which really sucks for the the rest of the West Division. (laughs) Hey, they got um, uh, they got three quarterbacks that are free agents, though. 
Yeah, that's true too. Speaking of the bombers, before I'm, I'm not going to make fun of the bombers anymore. This episode, um, <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> don't don't you have a new follower from the fake Bob Irving account?" Oh, so you're you're a fan of that? I think it's hilarious. The fake Bob Irving. Yeah, it's the best. I don't know who does these parody accounts. I wish I knew, but everybody follow the fake Bob Irving because it's genius. Oh, it just, he basically <laughs> is just what he would be if he was just a cranky old man. <laughs> Wait. Ty, you're 30 years ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am the reason that there is a curve. Somebody has to, somebody has to be the high point. <laughs> uh, that about does it with all the off-season happenings. Uh, so far, I, I do want to mention that uh, George Reed, uh, CFL royalty, uh, he's getting up there in age now. He's having a tougher time getting around. So uh, a couple of Ryder fans have actually started a GoFundMe to help uh, raise some funds to help him out with that. He wants to continue to get around the community and uh, you know, help different organizations out and cheer on the riders. And he gave his body to this game, man. He he really mm-hmm. did. And uh, actually, almost uh, four thousand dollars have been raised already to help uh, the great George Reed out. So if you would like a, a link to that, just uh, go to our Twitter account or Google George Reed GoFundMe. If you got a couple bucks, I know it's tough with uh, you know the big day, the big man's coming down the chimney. But uh, if you can spare a couple. Bucks, Bucks, throw it George's way and uh, help him help uh, him get around uh, the province and uh, just get around uh, anywhere a little bit easier. And, and you know, being a rider legend is probably going to help that cause. Yeah, and situation. And you know, and that that goes for any like every fan of the CFL. Like it is a family, like we say. And I, I don't think that people will have. I, I know, I know, time of year and, and the way. You know, everybody's jobs is kind of up in the air and stuff like that. But any little bit does help. It's not like these guys made millions. Yeah. Uh, We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Uh, I encourage you to check out some shows in the network because we're not coming at you fast and furious uh, for a little while. Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Until probably uh, May here. There's been a couple of live performances in uh, the network over the past little while. Let's Find Out had their season finale Mm -hmm. on how we make nature and modern manhood uh, took a deep look at men and uh, community at the Diverse Voices Conference. They're both... I feel like I should have to... I should listen to the manhood one. I think you should. Should listen to all these great shows, uh, part of the Alberta Podcast mm-hmm. Network, powered by ATB. Because a lot of these people in the network are just so talented and really just better people <laughs> than than we are, one hundred percent. That's not even up for debate. I got kicked out of Spirit of Edmonton. Like, let's be real. Like, don't they know who I am? How did I not pull that line out? How am I just thinking of this now? Do you know who I am? <laughs> 
Oh, that would have been great. Uh, let's find out as a podcast that answers questions about Edmonton's history with uh, Chris Chang Yen Phillips. Check that out. And also Modern Manhood is a series of interviews towards understanding the many different views of masculinity hosted by Herman Viljagas. So check out those two shows and all the other great ones at albertapodcastnetwork.com. <laughs> all right, Ty, I guess this is it until the new year. I, I guess so. Uh, I let's be honest. The real holiday is on Monday. Why? It's Festivus. Oh. <laughs> Except I don't think you can shout out. I got a lot of problems with you people anymore. Do, do, do we need a podcast just so you can air your grievances? Well, I was going to do it real quick right now. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So just perusing through Twitter, uh, Superfan Mike, I'm coming for you, because that tweet was out of line. What did he do? Oh, oh, so, wow, let's just go back through the thread here. <laughs> it all started with Steve, BC Stubble Jumper, make, post a funny meme about Animal, uh, you know, showing up at his friend's house after getting blackout drunk and going missing. So Friday night, great cup. <laughs> it's like, I need water, a hairbrush, 24 chicken nuggets, and a Bible. So he's like, oh, is this Tyrell? <laughs> or no, and then Chad newbie, Chad says, was this a shot Tyrell Saturday morning at Grey Cup week? Superfan Mike says, nah, he'd be wearing this shirt. And it says, sorry, ladies, I'm already like a brother to someone else. <laughs> Mike, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I'm pretty much done with Christmas music. I haven't heard Wham! yet, so I'm still winning that. Last Christmas. It doesn't count. It's a cover. doesn't Damn count. It. Damn Does not it. count. Does not count. Uh, and I'm going to try a butter tart. So there's that. Well, I mean, there's butter in it. I don't get why you well, would. Like, I, I, finally looked at the, I finally looked at the ingredients. I'm like, I don't see why I wouldn't like that. Yeah, just get it without the raisins and you'll be all right, man. Well, I've been told the raisins are pretty good. You you like raisins? Oh, I love glass hats. Huh. There's nothing more disappointing when I grab a handful of glossettes thinking they're chocolate-covered peanuts and they're chocolate-covered raisins. Chocolate-covered peanuts, overrated. Ah. Chocolate-covered almonds are where it's at. Chocolate-covered almonds are way better than chocolate-covered peanuts, but chocolate-covered raisins are at the bottom of the list, man. Uh, make sure uh, you... No, chocolate-covered strawberries are at the bottom of the list. Yeah, those suck. Chocolate-covered... Yeah. I guess nuts can be, you need, uh, this is not a nutritional podcast, but you do need but. healthy fats in your diet. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? Cashews make my list of fruit because they're not actually a nut. Yeah, so I like me some they're cashews. They're my top five too. favorite foods. Top I, five favorite fruits. I like pistachios. I, I guess I just yeah. like nuts. I dip, I, I guess that's I dip what my I'm cashews saying. in peanut butter. I guess that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. <laughs> make sure you party like a mother this holiday season. But don't drink and drive. Make sure you have yourself a safe ride home. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. I guess uh, I've got the date January 9th circled on the calendar for our next show. We're going to take a nice little break. Oh, so then I can I can just rip Team Canada apart when they lose in the quarterfinal again? Awesome, <laughs> thanks. That's what I needed. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription wherever pods are cast. And we'll talk to you in 2020. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.